It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. morning good afternoon good evening welcome to premier league special carnage pre-match carnage i should say and you know what it's been about it's been about five years where i can go into a weekend of football like this what we're about to witness what we're about to see and experience have no dog in the fight kick back relax Put my feet up on the Saturday and the Sunday and just enjoy the game. Because that's what Liverpool have done to me right now, people. That's what <laughs> Liverpool have done to me right now. Must I'm in nice, relax. Yo, I'm... Bro, I can't, you know lift, what? Up my, I can't lift up my it's, feet, yeah? But you see what you see what f- kind of footwear I'm wearing over weekend? That's bro, me, bro. You know what? Do you know what? Mont's just summed it up. I was just on Big Six Bants with Mont's and he, he summed it up and I agree with him because obviously I know because I was talking about back in the day when we were bad and when we first started getting better yeah and I think it was around the time when maybe we were competing with Tottenham for the Europa League places right mm. and I remember going to the pub with with my best mate who's in Mario who's an Arsenal fan right and they lost to Man United and I was due to go to his house to have Sunday dinner right from we left the pub back to my car drove back to his he just, we didn't say a word to each other. He got out of the car, car, walked in his house. And I just thought, I ain't going in for Sunday dinner because he hadn't mentioned it. His, his Mrs. Ramy was like, is everything all right? Mario's just gone in the house and gone to bed. And at that point, I thought, if we get good, yeah, really good, I'd never want football to do that to me, yeah? And 
it has slightly got to that point now where all of a sudden if we don't win and Mont tonight was saying he feels at peace with himself now because all of a sudden his expectations and it is mad when you get to a certain point you're just like whatever man football's football I'll go to the game I'll enjoy it it's more of an experience in it there's no pressure it's just an experience whereas now it's like <laughs> it can it can it can impact your moods man it's mad that's the stage I'm at, bro. I'm not letting it impact my mood anymore. It impacted <laughs> my health last week, brother. I've been, I've been, Bill, I will tell you, I've been sick for about 10 days because of Liverpool. Well, I mean, so, I don't know, bro. There's some mad viruses going around the country. Yeah, I know, but you've got to blame Liverpool, mate. You've got to blame your club. You've got to blame your club. <laughs> but listen, people, Pixelate Pigeon is in the building. He already knows. He always says the right thing. He says, evening all and evening all to the panel. Smash the like what on your way in. That's the first and foremost thing to do. House rules, courtyard rules, palace rules, all of them rules. As you come in, you smash the like button, and then I introduce you to the people. Them, of course, I got Bill out. Bill out was well hyped. Bill out was well gassed. Bill out was well excited. How you doing, Bill out? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Coming off the back, I think everyone was enjoying Friday night football. Saw some people watching Villa Leeds for some reason. Yeah. I was there watching Cavara Donna oh. Simon. Woo! So. Fire starters, that team right now. That team right now. Because you got to remember, Juve went on the back of seven clean sheets. 5-1. Damn. Seven mm. clean sheets, Daps. Na- Juve were back. Allegri Ball was back. Seven clean sheets. Loads of last-minute winners. The old lady was back in town and Napoli said, yo, do you well, know who we are right now? Do you well, know who I said we are it, right now? I said it, yeah, that they're the one team for two reasons I don't want to face in the Champions League. Firstly, because of all the away days, I think that could be in a, that could, potentially could get very messy over there from mm-hmm. what I've heard. Uh, secondly, that also, they're the one team that, and admittedly, we're not scoring that many at the moment, but when we were bagging a lot of goals, I thought, but they'll bag more. This is this is the thing. And I, I did go and have a look at the odds of them winning the Champions League because I'm not gonna lie, yeah. They're a team that I don't think anyone wants to face at the moment. Nah, you don't wanna you don't wanna you don't wanna face Napoli right now. Honestly, nah. God. And I and I look, I have to bring Liverpool somehow into the conversation just because I have pity and it's my channel, right? So <laughs> you're allowed to Na- Napoli, Napoli remind me of Liverpool three, four years ago. Just energy pressing and that front three deadly. We got Said in the building. He's saying Osinem to Man United 2023. I need him, bro. bro when they win I the league, you, I when they win the league, it's time in it. Obviously, we can segue into into United fan Michael. Michael, how you doing? I know you watch the game as well. We're going to come into the real reason why we want you to speak on the Mank Derby in a minute. But Ossin, do you agree with Said? A and did you watch Napoli destroy the old lady? Yeah, Goals. I was watching my favorite hoops, Lob City Napoli. That's what I like to call him because Guaradona to Osiman is just basically Lob City. He just lobbed that ball up and Osiman goes and gets it. Nah, if we get Osiman, don't let us get Osiman. Nah, don't let us get Osiman. Bruno will be looking at Osiman with love eyes, seeing that target yeah. in the box to just feed him the cross. It's yeah, that's now he's a he's a serious he's a serious player striker forward. He's a machine, man. Uh, much love from America, Grizz. Love the North London Derby. Yeah, we're going to get into the North London Derby as well because that's on Sunday, right? Um, Sunday, 4 Friday, yeah. yeah. There Sunday you go. So so we're going we're gonna to talk about the, the Manchester Derby first, maybe, in a North London Derby. And, of course, for the North London Derby, I've got Patrick repping the Lily Whites 
Patrick, what are you saying, bro? How you been? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. Feeling good. As you know, when it's Derby Day or Derby Week, <clears> I've <throat> just been so busy, like, on all these different podcasts and streams. Yeah, it's going good on radio tomorrow as well. So, yeah, it's going good, man. A pleasure and an honour to be here with you, Grizz. Podcasting royalty. Dax is Man City royalty. Like I said, Man City are my second team right now because they're the only team I feel can stop these dirty gooners. <laughs> and Daps, Yan, and our Bish. Yeah, they're all they're yeah, all type Bish now. and Yan. Yeah, yeah, we're we're coming together. It's like, it's it's mad how it's mad how friendships are forged suddenly in uh, time. Trust like me, this. trust <laughs> me. It's so it's for the mad. greater good. It's for the greater bro, good, Chris. Bro, I had bro. Listen, I was relying on Man United last season. I was relying <laughs> on Man United take some points off Man City. Doing yeah. this, I was like, it was mad. I'm telling you, first time in my life, I was ringing up Saeed and offering him dinner and shit. I was like, Fuck, let's go Nando's. Let's do anything, man. Do something. He's like. He he just kept saying it ain't easy, it ain't easy, it ain't easy. <laughs> but, but, but the mad thing is, I was the same because I I I last year up and maybe this season it's mad. This season I've watched Liverpool a fair few times, yeah. But it does go by my whole reason why I didn't watch Liverpool last season or the season before. Mm. You don't want to watch your rivals when your rivals are looking good. It's just long, right? And it is. even it is even more so with Liverpool because Liverpool would often go a goal down. But you'd know they're going to come back. And it would piss me off when people in the group, oh, Liverpool go down after 10 minutes. I'm like, we've seen this before. Why are you getting trigger happy, right? Whereas this season, last season, I watched Liverpool once until yeah. towards the very end of the season. And I'm that one fight was against mm. Tottenham. Then when I saw you were playing Tottenham again, I thought, hold on a second. The one time I've watched Liverpool was against Tottenham and they dropped points. So I watched it again. And guess what? You drop points, but you find yourself doing <laughs> the maddest of things, like just to, yeah. just the hope that it might help your team to win the league. Like I'm, I know I'm like that. that. I'm not going to know that one, but no, I'm not going to lie. I'm because because I'm a I'm a mad mad football purist as well. I watched Man, Man City games. I'm one of the few people I used to just watch them, even when you like like two 0 after five minutes. Yeah, I know, horrible, but. You know what I mean? It toughens oh, you up bro. in life. Brother, it, it toughens <laughs> you up in life. I'm where I am because I watch Man City destroy teams for a living. That's sick. Do you know how sick I am? I'm sick anti-hopping <laughs> shit. That's me, bro. I'm mad. But anyway, people are saying Grizz has got the war hat on. I have. I've got a war hat on. For, 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 not for myself, for these people, bro. For the I'm darkness. telling you now. It's war out here. Mm. And to, over the weekend, this is going to be war. So I'm repping. Both games today. That's why I've got the war hat. This ain't a Liverpool team. Don't get it twisted. We're going to Brighton and getting whooped. So I'm not even... Nah, I'm you not ain't, you ain't, yeah, I'm with you on that one, Patrick. I'm with yeah, you on that one. I think I think you lot of... Like, I've, I've heard most we, Liverpool fans saying that. I don't see it, bro. Yeah, I we don't got, see it. We either. got no striker, brother. We got no striker. Well, play brother, we got the middle and it might, might come good. That's all we got. We got Salah FC. To, to, tomorrow we are Salah FC. No Virgil and none of our strikers. Oh, yeah. Holland did all right without a striker, innit? Yeah. Who? Who? Holland did all right without a striker. I see you're doing these ones, innit? Just... I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't think we're going to lose. All right, here we go. I, th cool. I think we'll get a draw. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one of these. I never predict a loss. Mm. I never predict a loss. Um, but we'll get a draw, man. So the war has on for you people, you know. Your mental health, though. I'm not going to lie. I used to mm. do that, bro. Mm. See, look, look at the Liverpool fans in the building. Brian scoring minimum three against us. You know what I mean? If Mo has another game with Cook tomorrow, I'm telling you, it's on this weekend. We get it's getting ugly. Liverpool fan, I'm wow. telling you, we're struggling. We're struggling mentally, man. But listen, enough of the Liverpool chat. 
bro, this is wow. I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not involved, like emotionally, but I'm so excited. It's proper mad weekend. Like Man United, Man City tomorrow. Daps, I'll start with you. Man City in the last what five, six seasons? I don't even know. You you probably know more. Have last got, five, last five, last, Let's go five, last five season, last five seasons. Five. They've they've got a okay record at your ground. Okay record. Not great. Not bad. Okay, it's good. You've got a few results here and there. And the Ole member and all that business. But you guys, when you go to Old Trafford... Oh, it's, it's longer than five. Oh, sorry. If you're meaning us going to Old Trafford and turn him over, it's longer than five. I thought you meant overall in the Premier League. Yeah. Since, bro, you got to remember, Matt, six Seven, one was Mancini. Six one was Mancini, bro. So check time. this out. So check this out. You're going to Old Trafford tomorrow, right? Not the greatest of forms, but the question or... First, I want to know, is that, am I right in saying that? And secondly, how I'm going to caveat that and, by saying is, I've never seen you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, I may be wrong, I've never seen you guys have two stinkers in a row. And that's what gives me... First season pet. That's what gives me belief that I think you're going to turn up tomorrow. Uh, What's your so, thoughts? So, I, right, so first season Pep, I believe since his first season, which was six seasons ago, I think the most we've gone without a win is... It's either two or three games, right? Uh, look, to sum up the derby, firstly and foremostly, it is the biggest derby for a long, long time for so many reasons. Firstly, because, look, Man United fans, whether they want to say it or not, some are saying it with chest. One or two are coming out now and saying it with chest. Mm. Others are saying things like, we're not in a title race, but the next three games, which to me is if you put a butt in there, it means inside you've got your good side and bad side battling it out. One, one wants to believe the other doesn't. So ultimately, you do think so. And I've even had some that are telling me they're beating Arsenal, they're beating City, they're beating Palace, but they won't believe until the next three games. I like, but you believe you're going to win your next three games. Therefore, you think you're in a title race. So, firstly, it's a big derby because this could be the time that United kind of come back and plant their flag in and say, we are back, right? If they beat City in the derby, I'll, I'll say, you know what? Because I but, already rate Ten Hag. They're back, yeah? But forget them, forget them. I want you to talk on your team. Right, tell so me about tell me team. about tell me about yeah tell me about how you're playing. So last game, what we know, the last two games, I should say, is it what was the last league game? Chelsea one 0 no? Chelsea Chelsea, Chelsea one 0 bad, bad performance, but a result. But you got the result right, yeah. and then you went to Southampton, changed the squad again, whatever, and an awful performance and an awful result as well. That's what I mean. I mean in terms of performances. I yeah, very yeah. rarely remember you guys putting two stinkers oh, in a row. And that's is, what gives me confidence. We're going to go into United and how they're playing. Yeah, no, what's, no, no. What's, so, your, so what's the problem? What's the issues? View, Grizz, from a City point of view, we can, we can talk short term, but when we came out the Everton game, I even said, Stee, we have to be real, bro. If we go back before the World Cup, it's Brentford at home. We lost. Before that, it's Fulham. A 96th minute penalty. Before that is Brentford, which we won 3-1, but looked very, very, very bad against, to be frank mm. with you, yeah? So, our form has been Indifferent. Indifferent. And, and I understand why. Look, people don't want context, but it is because 
ultimately, we have been very domestically dominant with a false nine. A false no, no, nine we, is... no, no, we like context on this channel. Speak yeah. away, bro. And, and the false nine is Pep's preferred style of football because it allows midfield dominance, yeah? And this was one of my biggest issues with Haaland, that when Haaland comes in, we give up one midfielder, ultimately, right? So what Pep has been doing all season is trying to find a way to play with your fullbacks that we usually have one that inverts, but he's trying to invert them both, right? Now, as a team that everyone knows, the one blueprint that if you pull it off, and you have to be very fucking good to pull it off, but if you can soak up City's pressure and hit them on the counter, that's a way to get at them. Now, that becomes easier if you're inverting both of your fullback, right? So it's opened us up. Then we've had the issues of... And by the way, these, these are not excuses, they're just reasons. We've then had... The fact that we, I don't, I can't even think of a two game run of the same centre back pairing because of injury, yeah. whatever. Um, and Pep is tinkering and tinkering and tinkering because in Pep's style, he wants midfield dominance while you also have a number nine, right? And now, so here is the thing we've had to do this to bring in a number nine that could make us better than we were the last two years, right? So currently, we are not as good as we were. I believe that Pep is the best manager in the world to find a solution to his problem. But at this point, he hasn't. And I think that's maybe led to a bit of, maybe a little bit of morale in the dressing room dropping a bit as well. Now, here's the thing. Tomorrow is all about Pep Guardiola. It's very simple. He decides on where the game goes tomorrow because if he, one, motivates the players and two picks the right players, I think every single person on this panel and in the comments would agree the best Manchester City beats the best Manchester United. So it's on Pep. Yeah. If he gets it right, picks the right personnel and motivates them, we win. If he doesn't, it could be a long day. We're going to get, we're going to get the Man United version in a minute, but I want to sandwich the Man City opinion on the situation and feeling between two neutrals and of course Bilal and you know Bilal and Patrick might not be neutral actually because of yeah, the state of play say, in the I'm league not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a neutral I'm City all the way trust me exactly <laughs> because, of the, because, of, because of the state of play in the league table and whatnot yeah. come to you Patrick first so to, try to take that biasness away but yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. on the game how are you looking at this game then from a stylistically form Wise, what you've seen as a as a football fan, as opposed to being a Spurs fan and needing Man City to do this, like Dap said, there's a lot of interesting variables in this one. Obviously, hundred percent, Dap hit the nail on the head. Man City, arguably on paper, and even over the last few years, and with the caliber of the players they have, they should win the game. But we know that Man United go into this game in great form. I think they've won four or five on the bounce, sandwiched in between a good cup run. Rashford's in scintillating form. The best we've seen Rashford in a long time. Bruno's looking like he's comfortable and competent again on the ball. Luke Shaw's had a revital, you know, he's rejuvenated. Wow. He's mm. playing on the flank. He's playing as a centre-back. De Gea looks a bit better. So, to be fair, United fans should go into this game in good confidence. You know, City are a scary team on their day. But the problem for me is that City, and obviously I've been g and up City and just like, come on, Man City, come on. And even against Southampton, they just, I don't know, something's not quite right there. And I think... You know, you've got a monster in Haaland, a robot, a machine, but they've kind of lost a bit of that magic trying to incorporate him into the into the team, in my opinion. And uh, you know, which is not, which is look, which well, look, which is normal. 
Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to be, like, I'm pure devil's advocate today and I try to look at football from a, you know, as much as hard as it, it is on, on certain yeah, platforms yeah, and certain yeah. shows. But when I'm when I'm talking yeah. real, I try to take everything out of it. You know the mm. deal, right? But, yeah. but it was always going to be yeah. uh, a transition of types, stylistically. Because their style was so, not so unique, because Barcelona done it, a few teams have done it, Man City have done it before. But their style was so complete that it was always going to be a bit of a shock to the system, tweak to the system. It was going to take time because Haaland is nothing like they've ever had before yeah. since probably Jack, well, under Pep anyway, sorry. Nothing like. So it was going to take time. How people are not, how do people didn't realise that is beyond me, right? Because it's going to take time, teething problems. Yeah. I think yeah, even, exactly. and sorry, just even with what Pep on, on Haaland as well, that's interesting is what, uh, hold tight, Steve. Steve made me aware of this. What he's heard from someone that's close to the club is that in training, Haaland is actually trying to like trying to drop deep, right, and almost get involved in the midfield. And and Pep is telling him no, because the minute you do that, you are pulling all these defenders closer to. The midfield, they're basically you're closing down the gap the midfield has to operate in, which is where I want to operate. So you need to stay there to help hold that gap we need. And it's just, it's very, I think this is what Pep's, and there was one point against Southampton where I think it's when they scored their second and the camera went on him and he was just sat there and you can see. And I said, it looks like Pep is literally on his computer in his head trying to find, or in a library, trying to find the potion. And he's like, I can't remember where I put it. There's something, but I just, I, I think he's tinkering. He doesn't know. He it. does that, but, but, but that, that, that's normal, Pep. And, yeah. you know, to be, to still maintain the levels that he's maintained and still switching it up, subtly inverted fullbacks, both inverted fullbacks, playing with wide, wide wingers, then tucking in the in, now playing with top. Every time he's, every time he's tweaked it, he's remained at the top, which is, Pretty, pretty much spot on. Uh, sorry, makes him elite in my eyes. Um, mm. Just going on the back of what you said and what Patrick said, super chat from AJ Jammer says, City don't have that fear factor anymore. Come on, your gunners. I'm going to come on to you gunners now, Bilal, and how you see mm. this game. Like, to me, it was always going to be like this. Liverpool bought a big man. It was always going to be transition season. City, but City have handled it better, but City haven't looked that all-conquering, all-controlling mm. animal that we're used to. Yeah, 100%. Watching Man City this year, it's not like... For example, Grizzly talk about not having a dog in the fight, right? For the most part of the last few years, I've not had a dog in the fight. So I've been enjoying watching Man City. And of course, when they've been playing with the false nine, a lot of the time, the Bruyne in that role, I've really, really enjoyed that. But I really didn't understand why... You know, obviously, they had to sell them in the end, Sterling and Jesus at the same time, because obviously, they didn't want to give Sterling that contract. Jesus wanted to leave, had one year left on his deal. So... Financially, yes, they had to sell them. Of course, FFP, they can invest in the future, all sorts. I understand that. But when you go and invest in a striker like Haaland, I always felt like it was key to at least keep a Raheem Sterling type player. If not, go and get someone in who can really stretch the game, you know, offer something different. Because I feel like Man City are losing, let's be honest, they lose that control and element of, you know, confusion. 
with Haaland up top. With Haaland, yes, really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With Haaland, we know what he, he's he's gonna do. His skills are all gonna come in the box most of the time. His link up play isn't amazing. It's okay. It's not bad, but it's it's not okay. What I like he's good said at is it's running. not bad, because I think that's a good way of saying it. It's not bad. It's yeah, okay. it's not bad. I, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's nothing special, yeah. but it, it it's it's manageable. He can obviously link up play. It's not like he can't do it. But his main strengths are running in behind, getting in the box, being an absolute, you know, havoc. And just scoring goals. But the thing is now with Man City, with the way they're trying to play, and I think Pep's now trying to compensate for having Haaland now with the more of the inverted fullbacks, right? He's trying to get more control in the game, more control of the game. But when you do that, you leave a lot of spaces open. So he hasn't found that balance yet. And the thing is, right, even the other night in the FA Cup, I know it's the FA Cup and Chelsea are Chelsea, right? But even watching the likes of Alvarez and Foden, players who are a little bit more fluid, who are a little bit more able to go and interchange. Like Foden, for a lot of that game, if you watched him, he would hang out in that left centre-mid sort of area. He was just waiting, like high, playing that kind of high role, but he would come inside a lot of the times as well. You didn't really know how to mark him. Alvarez the same. Riyad Mahrez now, I think he's, you know, as I say with Mahrez, he's lost that summer weight. Second half of the season, Mahrez always comes up. Well, do you know what no one spoke on with Mares, right? Is mm. and there are, you know what? It's it's such a to look at City. There's so much you need to talk on, and I think this is where Pep's find it hard because there's so many things, and I think he's battling it inside because one of the things that we need is Walker's Walker's runs in right. The, so Walker got injured second game of the season, I believe. Uh, Newcastle, I'm pretty certain, was second second or third game. From that point, Mares up until. Chelsea in the Carabao Cup just before the World Cup. Mares was playing the whole of that part with no right back, right? It wasn't because Rico Lewis hadn't appeared. It was only John Stones or Akanji, who ultimately aren't right backs, right? And everyone was putting it on, ah, oh, Mares is looking poor. If you go and look at Mares since Walker and Rico Lewis have been playing on the right, his output has gone through the roof. And it's because if you are a player like Riyad Mahrez, you need someone either overlapping you or underlapping you. If you don't have that, Riyad Mahrez becomes invisible because he doesn't have what he... And there's that on that side. With Grealish, when, for me, when Cancelo isn't behind Grealish, then Grealish is always coming inside trying to play the simple pass, which is fine. But that's where you need Cancelo to put the ball in the box. If you've got Ake there, well, he ain't going to put the ball in the box. So all of a sudden, there's no distribution into the box. And it's, it's all. And I think Pep is battling with that mid and the midfield dominance and inverting the wingers and also ball recycling against Chelsea in the FA, uh, FA Cup. Was it? Yeah, FA Cup. When we have more players in the midfield, including Alvarez, it's no coincidence. We win the ball back quicker, right? And that is what City's dominance has been based on. Three-second rule, getting the ball back as quickly as possible. Again, if you have one less player in midfield, you're not doing that. And it's just, there's so many different things. But well, we've all, look, everything that we've discussed so far, right? And I think we're, we've maybe looked on the negatives Negative. a bit too much. Bilal, they're still operating at a very, very high level. And as I said, I... Probably after Daps, I probably kept a closer eye than all of you lot on Man City for obvious reasons, yeah? And I can't remember two stinkers in a row. How do you see tomorrow's game, just generally, before we get the Man United yeah. aspect? From the Man City perspective, I think actually in the bigger games, 
they're actually more set up in a way to actually do something more dangerous in a weird way. And that's because Pep likes using, of course, Fold Foden a lot, obviously, on the left wing in all the big games. If you look at the teams that they played about, you know, the smaller teams in the league, he's gone with Grealish to give him more passes, that like he said, right, to get more control, I'd imagine. But when he's playing a Man United, he's thinking, let me just play Foden, who's a little bit more direct, but also he'll offer him, you know, in the midfield, something as well. So I can see tomorrow Foden, Mares, Haaland starting as a front three and mm. then really trying to cause some damage that Joel, way. Remember the last game? Yeah, this exactly. The last, game. the last game was Foden, Haaland, Grealish and Grealish had an outstanding game. But mm. it's... This, we're gonna this, we're gonna get let's hold tight on those selections and ideas yeah, and yeah. think they're gonna line up. Um sleeping dragons in the building as well. Big up yourself, sleeping dragon every time. Of sleeping course. dragon everywhere, you know. Yeah, sleeping dragon, you know what I mean? Well, he's not sleeping not much, sleeping. Is he? <laughs> really, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Man ain't sleeping much. Michael, you've been on the receiving end of banter and jokes for so long now. Suddenly, your man Ten Hag, and fair play to you. Fair play to you from the early days you said Ten Hag is the man and you had no doubts about him and you was ready to back him in every decision and call he made, whether it means kicking out Ronaldo or kicking out Martial or whatever. I'm just giving examples of names. I'm not saying he's kicked them out or whatever. But I'm just saying it's all justified now because you go into a, a Manchester derby not worried about getting beat up. Am I right? I don't know about that. I'm, I I got humbled and really, so I, can't, I can't say I can't say I'm fully confident. Well, I got well, you guys talked about Man City not having back to back stinkers. I said this on Twitter like a couple of days ago. I said Pep doesn't have the word back to back losses in his Merriam-Webster dictionary. It does not exist. He doesn't know what the word back to back losses is, and he's doing his little mind games talking about I'm tinkering with ideas. Gundogan's coming out saying motivation ain't there. I know they're gonna be motivated for a Manchester Derby absolutely because they know that United. Is slowly on the rise again. They're seeing what we're doing over there. Um, do I, I don't think we'll actually get beat up, but I'm never gonna say. Wait, for Grace, you've ever saying football's a humbler. I'll, it could easily Holland could easily score in the first five minutes tomorrow, and I'm gonna see another six three loss. So I'm not gonna. But say this is it. my point. This is my point. Are you really feeling? Are you really gonna be in that feeling of of demotion in terms of uh, if you go to go down? Because I see enough in this United team. Not to let the drop. Like, we knew. Last season, we knew. Season before, we know. Every season, we know. Man City score, you're dead. You're finished. Because you ain't touching the ball. As we've just discussed, Man City don't control games like they do anymore. There's always a small little window. You need to just go yeah, looking yeah. in the house. Go looking in the house. You find sign, sign open. You know what I mean? I'm sounding like a... I'm sounding like a... Nice you know with you're right. You're right. I'm sounding like an ex-criminal or something. Like you need to just... You know, you need to keep looking. There will be something open. And You do from, sound like again, a criminal. I'm not going to lie. No, 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 man. You need to stop that. But, but, what I'm, <laughs> but what I mean by that, but what I mean by that is that coincided with what you guys are showing suggests that it's not going to be one-sided like it's been. It's been a training session. Yeah, I mean, it can't get worse than last year because last year, that Manchester, that derby at Old Trafford was literally the worst game I ever experienced in my life. Man City treated us like we were year 11s. It was an absolutely disgraceful performance. Um, But the thing about the first goal is Man United are the only team in the Prem to not drop points when they score first this season. We have, we've won every single game we scored in first, every single game. But I've seen us go down and I, that one turns into two and then it turns into three. We saw Aston Villa. Yeah. We, were in go we were in good form going into Aston Villa and they scored two goals in the first 10 minutes. And from then on, it was a long day. Obviously, we've been a lot in a lot better form since that game. But 
I don't know if City scored in the first 15 minutes. First 15 minutes is the most important thing for that. If we can control the first 15 minutes, because City in the first 15 minutes, same with Arsenal, they're dominant and they could get at you so quick. The, the, the derby, like I'll keep referring to the last derby, I knew we were going to lose within the first two minutes because I saw Holland have a shot on goal within 30 seconds. I'm like, it's going to be a long day. They're going to slap five of us, pass us, and they slap six. But I do have a little uber confidence because I heard John Stones is out and I rate John Stones very highly. He's the best city center back, in my opinion. I might see the Rico Lewis at right back. The best, the best English center back by none and possibly yeah. one of the best in Europe. That's how much I rate him. I'm glad my guy Muir says, best in the world. You know what? It's, it's with John Stones, yeah, is we've always known he's a good ball player, right? But what you've seen, and do you know what? It does make sense because it happens when when you grow as a player, you get better in it. Like you, you learn to read the game better. And I think Diaz has massively contributed to John Stones because if you look at when John Stones defensively started getting better, it was Diaz's first season where Diaz was often pushing John Stones into positions, telling him, go there. And John Stones was willing to listen to him, right? And I just feel he's come on leaps and bounds. And whereas Maguire, you could say, has got worse. John Stones has just gone, got better and better and better. And he, for me, if, if his availability was a little bit better, because his availability it can be irritating, he's unreal. And he also, the passion with him as well. The City fans, I can tell you now, that, that Atletico Madrid game away last year that was a battle, right? John Stones was special. He's, he's, I wanna, he's a passionate I, I, player. I, 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 he's a big I, miss. You know what? I've got, this, I've got this way of doing things. I don't like players. I don't like clubs reps bigging up their own players. I always like to hear other people's opinion yeah, yeah, and yeah. perspective. It's always interesting because I do that for Liverpool. I always, in it, Bilal, I always do that. I always ask the other person, but Patrick, how high do you rate John Stones in the in the in the centre back chat? Because we're, we're talking Diaz there, we're talking Ake, Laporte, Akanji, like they've got some proper centre backs in their own club. Never mind some of us labelling him the best in the Premier League. Yeah, no, I don't rate him. I'd swap him for uh, Eric Dyer any day of the week. <laughs> Absolute liar. <laughs> Absolute liar. <laughs> no, no, I'm playing. No, he, he's he's quality, man. He's he's so good. And the thing, I, I mean, I loved John Stones at Everton. I remember there was a moment at Everton where he kind of got the ball and he did a, like a coif turn and the whole of the Everton Goodison Park was on him. And then he like basically passed it like 30 yards spot on on the sixpence or somebody and the crowd was on his back like what are you doing he's like chill out chill out and he's about 18 I remember that seven. I remember yeah. that absolutely and I was like, this remember guy's that. got something do you remember it's like yeah it's crazy because literally they were pressing him and he was just so cool do you know, and calm do you know what that's called that's called ahead of the game yeah he saw that and that was years ago as a yeah, kid. that was years ago that's when even managers weren't really getting center backs to play out now everyone tries to play out and some of them it's detrimental because a lot of Centre backs aren't ball playing centre backs, so they end up making Eric mistakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You got me there. I can't say much about that, but yeah, no, he's you good, got yourself. He's I could see you pausing. Yeah. You were thinking, shit, I know where this is going. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, he's good. And the thing is, City, like, even you know, even Ake is a very good, good player. Mm. Uh, City have a wealth of centre backs, it's just like that saying, because there's for whatever reason they can't get a consistent pair in, that has also been. To their detriment and a lot of people don't really talk about that but it's true if they had a consistent pairing then that would obviously help but yeah the guy's good man he's really good and i just like he's calm he's cool he's composed a lot quicker than people think uh can read the game uh and uh Grizz hasn't interrupted anyone has he no 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 i, I, I think that's no 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 bill knows what's coming bill knows when i highlight these people i'm about to gun them 
But sorry, oh, let you okay. continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. He threw me off because I was like, what? What's he? No, doing? no, 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 minor, minor, minor. Um, yeah. um, yeah, no, he's he, he's sensational, man. He's good. He's good. Um, yeah, like Dap said, the only thing is sometimes he's out with niggles and knocks, which can yeah. be frustrating. Because sometimes they say the best ability is availability. So yeah, if he could, if he could get that pattern down, I don't know. Maybe if he needs to change his diet a bit, or maybe I don't know, stretch after games, or maybe I don't know. I don't know what it is. But um, yeah. Other than that, sensational man. Very good player. Is he out for tomorrow's game? Then is that? That's yeah, him and, him and, okay. Sorry, we can, just, I just, can I just mm. open you up to something that people don't speak about as well with our centre backs that is causing an issue? I think, and it hasn't been spoke about enough. Right? Mm. Is if you go back to two seasons ago when Diaz first landed and Diaz and John Stones had a sensational season together, right? Now Stones and Diaz are both right-sided centre backs, but mm. Because we weren't inverting our fullbacks, no problem, right? When you invert your left back, it means that on the left side of your defence, you have to have someone that is very comfortable with their left foot, right? That's why when Ake got injured, we went and got Akanji. Because although Akanji is right-footed, it's known that he's good with his left foot. And this is why all of a sudden certain partnerships you're finding... Like and everyone knows there's partnerships that work because some someone's a leader, someone's a ball player, someone's mm. just that old school defender. And I think that like for me, um Akanji and Ake doesn't work as a pairing. But surprisingly, in the last derby, it was them that we played. So mm. I, but this is what I mean. It's as you said from the start, it's all about the selection. And we know Pep can over over complicate things. I want to bring up Sort of, in fact, Bill, I'll drop that, leave that actually, because I'm going to bring this up instead. By the way, you're because you said please at the end and you put up the, the beg sign or the praise sign or the whatever sign. I ain't going to gun you too much, but guess what? Guess whose channel this is? And uh, you're, you're you're fucking with the wrong breed if you're telling me to not interrupt and speak on my own channel and not call you out. So you already know to shut your mouth. That's what I'm going to say. Um, this is the last. Um, What's it oh, called? no, my bad. I thought, oh, yeah, no, it's Laporte, Aki, and Akanji. Yeah. yeah, so this is, no, 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 this is, sorry, 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 sorry. This is the predicted lineup tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I need oh, you guys to run your, run your Man United and Man City brains through us and let us know if there's, do you think there's going to be any changes to this? So we go with, uh, Man, we go with Man United first. Michael, how are you yeah. liking the setup of this? Because I'm, the question I want to ask you straight up, the question I want to ask you is straight up. Shaw's been a revelation at centre back. What are you doing with that first? Nah, nah. Shaw's a fantastic centre back, but I need mm -hmm. my guy back on the left. He needs okay. back to left back. I need my butcher back. That's what I need. Um, the goalkeeper speaks for itself, David De Gea. My backup is Jack Butlin, so let's be serious here. Uh, <laughs> Varon, hopefully he doesn't go injured after 25 minutes again, like he did in the last derby. That'd be nice. Oh um, yeah. Um, Wanda Streets are Go saying ahead. he did. Streets are yeah, saying, streets are saying he does. Yeah. He didn't streets want say he does. Yeah, he don't want that smoke. I, I feel in like. tears. I think the World Cup's gone. He just, he just very true. Alive. Very true. <laughs> Sometimes he saw Holland. He said, "Nah, not not today. Let's not do this." But um, Juan Bissaka, Dalu did get injured. He pulled a hamstring on Tuesday against Charlton. So I do have to see Juan Bissaka. I had PTSD of Phil Ford and absolutely treating him like a traffic cone last season. Mm. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> not good. Not 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 good. Um, midfield. I want Eric, I don't want Erickson playing tomorrow. No disrespect to Christian Erickson. He's, he's been really good this season. But Big call. Big call. He is his feet are stuck in cement when he is runners. And Ooh. on side of him is Kev Bueno, who is the, one of the most dangerous players in world football. He could find a pass out of nothing. And if KDB sees Christian Erickson, he's gonna look at him like barbecue chicken. He's gonna absolutely cook him. So I want Fred in there. 
I know Fred is not. I know Fred's a very controversial person amongst the Man United fan base. But one thing I know he'll give me. Patrick can attest to this. When we play dumb at Old Trafford, his pressing is absolutely phenomenal. He knows how to counter press. Probably the best at yeah. Man United. That's the only reason he starts a spot in in the team. Fred, every time Ten Hag talks about Fred, it's counter pressing, counter pressing. That's the only Bro, thing he talks about him. That's why. That's why Pep wanted him. Yeah. It's, he's like counter pressing so good, so he could do like if you guys oh you guys remember the Andre Herrera versus Eden Hazard job where yeah. he basically stuck on mm-hmm. him. That's why mm-hmm. I need Fred to do on KDB. Erickson can't do that task. I know Erickson on the ball is far level levels ahead, but in this game we're not gonna have that much possession anyway. We're not gonna be going 60-40 against City. It'll be more like 60-40 in their favor. So I want Fred. Old Trafford crowd's gonna be buzzing, so you need as many legs and pressing as you can get. So I'd go that. Uh, the attack Rashford obviously is a must starter. He's there's a guarantee. So the know. so the streets are saying Martial is out. What do you do? It's you ain't, you ain't it's a mix. Do it. It's Ten Hawk said that he's gonna see him tomorrow morning. See how he is. Like mm-hmm. someone saying that he, he hasn't been training all week. It's been mixed reports on it. Nah, nah. I'm telling you now, when it he probably won't you play. Know, yeah, you know, he, he probably needs won't to force play. it. Yeah. Now he doesn't I'm need to. No, 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 Yo, one thing I do not want to see is a Martial that's not 100 percent. Fit. That's mm. bro, he's worse. always injured, man. You, you gotta play through it at this point. No, 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 bro. This guy's gonna go in. So look, look, look. Let's let's just think of the worst case scenario. He ain't playing. How are you dealing with this? Because the big man ain't registered in time yet. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you you've ordered a big meat feast as well to play up front. <laughs> oh, really want to have meat It's it's kind of there's this. So, so what are you doing? If you if you if you if you if you ain't got him and you ain't got Martial. What's the options? Remind us. Well, the option is Rashford up top. That's the main mm-hmm. option. I didn't like the way he played at the in the reverse fixture at the, uh, against the Derby. I'd rather him on the left because Rico yeah. Lewis, he's been sensational so far, but this is his first Manchester Derby, and he's going to go up against a red-hot Marcus Rashford that's in the best form of his life. So you never know the pressure you get onto him. I know he's. I know Daps is shaking his head because Rico don't Lewis worry, is don't so mature. Let, let you he's been yeah. so mature, but you never know. You never know what can happen. Early kickoff, anything can happen, and no offense to Rico Lewis, but he hasn't gone up against someone like Marcus Rashford. And when Marcus Rashford in the is form in this kind of in. form, is pretty much in terms of wingers, there's not many better than him when he's in this form. And I think that could be a mismatch. But otherwise, even if it's Kyle Walker, I'm not scared of Kyle Walker in 2023. No disrespect to him. His legs are a little bit gone. So I want Rashford on the left because there's a mismatch there. On that shoulder of Kanji Lewis, there's going to be some gaps over there. And I want to attack those gaps. And I want Rash on the left, but if he has but to what you the doing? Middle, but then what are you doing through the middle then if Martial's uh, out? Because the other option I was suggesting, and some people are suggesting in the chat, is your boy Ganacho coming in on the left and putting Rash through the middle. But that's like putting Ganacho, one youngster, up against another youngster, <laughs> Lewis. That could be quite a fire matchup of the weekend. Could be. Rashford, uh, Rashford up front is not. Michael's frozen, I think. Michael, oh, you there? My, I think I'm good now. No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. gone. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah, you, what, what, do you th- what do you think about that tactical genius suggestion yeah. for me? Uh, I, uh, Garnacho is good, but I really think he's been much better off the bench in his cameos, like mm. against the Fulham. Like he came mm. off the bench, he was fresh, direct. Uh, against a city that would maybe be a little tired, him coming on fresh mm. legs would be a much better option. But I guess if that has to come, uh, Lango maybe. I, I don't want to watch that guy play. You know what? Mm. Throw Facundo Lango through the there. middle. No, 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 different. no, 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 no. I, don't, I don't want to see Lenga to the middle. I want to see Lenga. Stop trying to sabotage this shit. You stay out of this. You should be, so, you should be on my side right here. Yeah, no, no, you should be on my side. Bruno you should be on my side right here. What are we saying? Because nah, 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 honestly, nah, right? Nah, man. That's, that, nah, that's, 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 he's saying he hasn't got the capacity. You're saying he hasn't got the capacity. We don't have the capacity. The thing is, he tried that at Etihad and it backfired big time. No, no, that was Rathbow. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry, I beg your pardon. That was looking at your predicted lineup. Tell us if there's going to be any differences. Obviously, this is just a predicted lineup from uh, from a website. Yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, what do you I think? Say the, the, the most possibly the most nervous point of tomorrow for any City fan, yeah, because I, I said it on, on my face to face with KG that the thing I am scared of the most tomorrow is Pep Guardiola. Nothing to do with Man United. It's him, right? And it's his team selection. And everyone has agreed with me, every City fan, because we are waiting and we have no... After the last couple of games, none of us can call what this man is going to do at all, right? And and it's got me to a point where I just have to revert back to often what I have to do as a City fan and say, do you know what? I've got to trust my manager and that is all it can be. I, I was shaking my head earlier because for me... However good Rico Lewis has been, this is getting to the business end of the season. Yes, Walker's legs are going, but the one thing that Walker has is Walker is a winner and a leader, right? And for that, at the moment, I feel like this team needs... I'm going to say it. I said it last year when we dropped points to Palace. I'm saying it right now. This Manchester City team needs its senior players to stand up, right? These Our senior players are not old senior players, right? They need to stand up. And that is where I feel Walker needs to come in. And mm. you know what? Ganacho and Rico Lewis could be a sensational battle. That's where I would play Walker because I think Walker could nullify it with his experience, right? So what, um, so what are you doing different? Just that one change, or are you are you seeing anything else tactically and uh, personnel-wise different? Look, sometimes when something's worked in the first fixture, you play it again. So for me, I mm-hmm. would probably start with for the first, like, look, Michael said when United go a goal up, they don't lose the game. So for me, ball retention, I'd probably start with Grealish. Sorry, yeah, Grealish, Haaland, Foden, Foden, um, not Morris. Oh. Myers on the bench. Not Myers, but have Myers off the bench. Have Myers mm-hmm. off the bench. Um, the only other option, and this is co- right, we know we know he's going to start Haaland because Haaland's been rested the last two yeah. games. But I'm going to be honest. Steve and I were talking and saying, do you know what? Switch it up, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that Ten Hag thinks this is going to happen. Imagine the team gets released and Alvarez is starting. No Haaland, right? Because Ooh. when that game gets when that game gets stretched in about the 60th minute and all of a sudden mm. space appears, what a substitution to bring on Haaland. So I don't know. It depends how confident Pep is, but he's said he's got a plan. I think he's just bantering with the media, but they're the only ones I could maybe think of. Look, the Alvarez one, I wouldn't be mad at. I'm gonna be 100, I wouldn't be mad at it. So you're certain you certainly would bring in Walker for Lewis. Yeah, the, the the rest remain the same. The midfield, one hundred percent, because I think we need we need Bernardo's yeah, legs, of course. Yeah, and and the only thing that you're cont- the only two things one you're looking at a shock pep tactic, one of those ones where he brings in Alvarez and the world yeah. shock. Yeah, but but then Bill, I was talking about the fluidity that you played with against Chelsea with better. that formation. Yeah, yeah. But, but Alvarez, Foden, and Mahrez. The only thing is, I want to watch not. that. I want to tune in to watch that. Boat. We saw Haaland in the first game. Like you got to remember, when Haaland arrived at City, when he got introduced to the fans, he said, "I can't wait to play this team." And before yeah, the last you game, ain't keeping him hungry. Saying, Listen, if you've grown up and you've seen that your dad, yeah, who's who used to do what you love now, got retired by a player playing for this team, yeah, 
Mm. Even if you know it's football and those things happen, there's going to be a, some animosity. Animosity, sorry. We mm. saw it in the first game that how eager Haaland was. So look, it's a good problem to have, but I, I wouldn't put it past Pep as a surprise to just. I have a question. That's mad. But this is this is what makes it amazingly exciting because yeah. you know Pep Guardiola in these games pretty much, or, or not pretty much, sometimes tends to go a bit, what's the word for What's the word? I'm mad. He's, he's a mad scientist. He's a mad scientist. Mad scientist ones, yeah. It's mad. But at the same time, if you think about it, I spoke on it earlier that for so long, we have won the Manchester derby by being so dominant in the midfield like it's been a proven success right for Pep and for City against Man United in particular right so if I'm Pep I'm thinking do you know what the one team that I generally always do well against really yeah and dominate the midfield against is is Man United so do you know what let's just go back to basics because our form's not great and play with fucking a false nine we're gonna end we're gonna end the Man United Derby segment with two things. Always do this one. Michael, I need you to name me one player that you wish doesn't play tomorrow for Man City. For their for their team. Yeah. I mean it has one to be player. it has to be Holland. So oh, you so you you so not KD Bree, not Rodri, not bro, anyone else. Rodri. You're saying Harlan, I have PTSD. Yeah? I have PTSD of this guy scoring. And Fair enough. That said it, bro. If, if Roy Keane is at the stadium tomorrow, long day. This guy's gonna go celebrate in front of Roy Keane if he scores tomorrow. Long, long day. <laughs> Daps, same question to you. You can pull out one player from Man United that right. don't play tomorrow. So I think there's two the obvious out. ones that everyone would think I'm gonna say, right? Rashford or Casemiro. You're gonna do a pet now, and it mad science. <laughs> no, no. So, so there's two obvious ones. It's Rashford <laughs> or Casemiro, right? But by taking one of them out, I think you can take both of them out. Because if we win the midfield battle, Rashford doesn't get much. So for me, I'd take out Casemiro all day long. I think that's the guaranteed we win the midfield battle. Yeah. I, I think that's a very, yeah. very... And neutrals? Neutrals. If you guys could make this a balanced game, like which, which player from each team would you take out? To say, like, that's their danger, man. So, Bilal, you pick cities. Patrick, you pick United. Patrick, want to go first? Yeah, it'd be Rashford for me. He's in Cincinnati form. You've got to remember, this guy's a hometown hero. Grew up, obviously, supporting Manchester United. The Derby's mm. mean so much to him. Um, yeah, he, he, you'd have to take him out, especially in the form he's in right now. But Casemiro's so cold right I now. Know, you, I know, I know. Casemiro's so cold. You can imagine taking out Casemiro and the whole house falling down. Yeah, <laughs> it, would, it, would. it really would. It really would. It really would. Bilal? I think as rival fans, we have to do this as well. Because do you know what? When, when Casemiro arrived, there were one, two content creators. To be fair, I'm not going to call them out because they're content creators that I really admire and think are really good. But they were slyly trying to come for the signing of Casemiro, right? Mm. And... Way too quickly, like like nowadays, TikTok and all that, it's changed the way we view footballers. They have no landing time. But Casemiro, right, I think he has been... He's a, he's a game changer for Man United, man, all 100%. day long. Yeah, listen, you can't, you can't talk down one of the most elite DMs of the last decade like that, man. You you yeah. have to put you have to hold, you have to salute people like that. Bro. Yeah, hundred. What, Grizzlies, what I say, he changed my he changed my life. That's yeah, what, yeah, Michael, Michael says it. Michael says it. He changed his life. Yeah, uh, we've got Michael talks football in the building, man. Massive, massive Kavara fan. He obviously mm-hmm. enjoyed tonight. 
he sends in a super chat and just says Kavara. But that one right. But um, Villa, who are you taking out? For me, it has to be, I think, either one of Rodri or Bernardo. But I don't know which one I'd want to take out because you'd want to just try and nullify that. That you know, the thing is with Bernardo Silva, the positions I see him pick up, the work rate he puts in, I think you take him out. I don't think you can replace him as easily as some of the other players, right? No, in that team, can't. even Gundawan, like if it got to the worst case scenario, Rodri's out, Gundawan could sort of do it. They beat us last time like that, they beat us yeah. without Rodri. So, yeah, so for me, I, I go Bernardo Silva, I'd take him out of that team. See, for me, I'm, 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 I can't speak right, I just bigged up Casemiro. But if you ask me to pick one DM in world football right now, you already guys know my theory. We had this ch- chat a couple of weeks back, didn't we? Rodri is a monster, he's a machine, he's everything. He's tonight, he's tenacious, he's a winner, he's a leader, he's strong, he can play as well. And he's got that nastiness in him as well. I'm telling you now, Man City without Rodri, they're not the same at all. Just like Casemiro. But I, I get the say, Bernardo though, Silva Rodri, chat. I'm telling you, Rodri played for my team. Mm-hmm. I see in hella red cards some of the things he does. Yeah, right? yeah, he gets that's... away with a lot of things. A lot of yeah, 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 yeah. Even yeah, Fernandinho, well, they're smart. They always do it. But in a check way this out. Rodri, Rodri Thank has you. learned. I like that he's learned yeah. off, off But him. guys, I was gonna say, that. check this out. Even as an opposition fan, we hate that. I admire that shit, oh, you know. Yeah, Casemiro has it. Casemiro has it, Hoiberg has it. We used to have it. Fabinho used to have it yeah. before he like started doing Uber on the weekends. So it's special. <laughs> uh, oh, listen, listen, it is, it is that is it's one of skill. the best things. It's a skill. Bro, it's one of the best things that Fernandinho brought to this club. And I, I once watched him with Bernardo Silva, early days Bernardo Silva trying to chase a man down. I think it was against Liverpool. He's trying to chase a man down just into our half, right? And Bernardo Silva's trying to catch up with the guy, trying to catch up, trying to catch up. And the guy's getting cl- further and further into our half. Fernandinho appeared out of nowhere, ran along and just grabbed the guy and pulled him down, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and took a yellow. And as he walked yeah. off, he looked at Bernardo Silva and started just pulling Bernardo Silva's shirt. And it's like saying, don't let them get to a position where you have to commit a no, foul exactly. where the free kick is. But can I just say one thing? And this tomorrow, um, the the person we need to have a massive game, not just for tomorrow, but for the rest of the season. Because for me, we've just been waxing lyrical on him. He has, he's my favourite City player, or has been. So important to us. Been sensational through the fact we know he wants to leave. But recently, his form has looked a bit... Mm, and without him, I think it makes us winning the league very difficult, is Bernardo Silva. Because his form hasn't been great. If he can step up tomorrow and give us... A couple more months, bro. City, let him go for 30 million, whatever. Just Bernardo, give us one last hurrah, please, brother. Get us one more league and then we will let you go for, for minimal money because you have served as sensation. It's always, it, absolutely, it's, it's always the memory that you leave. Power. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. We've got a few players like that in our yeah. I think that we're saying, give us another three, four months and then you can go. Listen, go on a free, bro. Thank you for your service. Salute you. Absolutely, but... absolutely. Daps, I know you need to go, so yeah, I don't no. really do predictions. What I'm going to ask you for is a North London, because obviously, how am I asking you for a prediction for Manchester City? Of course you're going to say win. So I want you, before you go, to give me a prediction for the North London derby, and then Hon- we're going to segue into that. Honest? You can or lie if you want. No, you can lie if you want. I mean, all right, so I won't be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let me be clear. I'm, I'm 
I'm not being honest on what I think will happen. Um, Obviously, what you want, yeah, is different. No, no, tell me your footballing brain. What's right, your so footballing firstly, brain I'm pretty saying? certain that tomorrow, it's written in the stars, Harry Kane breaks the record for uh, most goals for Tottenham. I think Harry Kane gets two. Mm. It's written in the stars, man. It's against Arsenal, to break that record would just be written in the stars. However, I, I can't see anything but an Arsenal win. I think Arsenal are just showing... Sorry, bro, no I, wanted, I want to say otherwise, but it's just... Not on well, ground, nah, Patrick. Nah, nah, Patrick, nah, nah. Let they, me just they say won why. in like 15 years. Like, no, no, way. I hear you, no bro. Way, I hear you. Way, Let no me way. say why, right? When when we dropped points to Everton, I was walking back from the city ground to um, my hotel. And before I'd even got back to my hotel, I looked to my phone and Saka had scored <laughs> against Brighton. I think it was against Brighton, yeah. yeah, it was right within five, ten minutes of the start, right? Now, that is the form that seasoned Premier League winners show City when we have to play after the other team have played. To go and score early just to take all that stress off. And I looked at Imran, who I was with, and I was like, how are these guys that have never been in a title race doing it? And I just feel like every hurdle that is put in front of this Arsenal team, look, they're going to drop. I truly believe it. But I just think it's not going to be till later in the season. I just We're not dropping number one and Patrick, man. We beat you. Come on, remember Rosiski, White Hart Lane? Yeah, how long? It was only 2014. Arteta was playing in that, in that game. We're, we're, yeah, no, but it was a while ago, but I'm, it was not 15 years. Jesus Listen, I'll be honest, we'll get into the Arsenal Tottenham. Yeah, game. we're going to get into the Arsenal chat. Daps, what was your, what was your last uh, prediction? What was your final prediction for the North London derby? 3 to Arsenal. Whoa, wild oh. game, yeah. Because I really think it's bro. I would have, I would have, I think Arsenal are going to win. I would have gone with the lesser score, but I, I honestly think, yeah, it's written in the stars for Kane to break that record tomorrow. I, I think it's just written in the stars, man. Wow, wow, wow. If it's free too, we're in for a, a, a super, super duper Sunday because that's Let's get a Saturday mad... out of the way first. Yeah, exactly. We've got hella games, daps. Um, <laughs> I know you've had a long day. Thank you very much yeah. for popping yeah. in, man. Bless no, you, Bruce. man. It really, Grizz, I, I know I message you, but honestly, um, obviously, when you see content creators on stuff like Big Six and a few other of those channels, like we, we touched on it, we have to be different personalities because you have to go in there with, with big chest because you're coming up against people that you know are coming. Down up. guns blazing. Bro, it's, 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 and no one will ever understand yet. It is, it's, it's hard work. Like I've, I've finished a watch long five minutes before Big Six Extra and I realised that I'm having to go and face a man with a soundboard. It is long, bro. <laughs> very fucking long. But listen, people, I'm telling you, go and check out DR Sports. Me and KG did a face-to-face -face, and tell me I didn't get revenge, right? Tell me I did not get revenge. He didn't have no soundboard, so it's a bit different, right? A bit but, different. Uh, but, Grizz, I was just going to say, your hosting is top tier, man. So it's... Yeah, great and go on, great go on. Great I'm practicing, but listen, bro, I'm um, go easy on me if we don't but get all three points but I'm 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 confident that we remind them once again that Manchester I'm actually blue. I'm actually I think I'm actually backing you lot this weekend it's mad life's different bro life's different <laughs> right now that's what I keep saying life's different that's Big up yourself, nice one. No, Tottenham, yeah. by the way, as well. I want yeah, Tottenham to win. Let me be come clear. Uh, we're gonna get <laughs> another one. Then. Then. Please, everyone, actually, one last thing: smash the like button, get the likes up, man. This guy's giving you good content, so please just smash the like. And everyone, have a good weekend, healthy, yeah, happy, productive. Yeah, Respect, yeah, yeah. nice one. Big up, Big up yourself. Big up. He's right, man. There's like 450 of you in here, man, and the likes are feeble, feeble, feeble. 
But listen, like. yeah, man. But listen, guys, that's the Manchester derby out of the way. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be wild. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's going to be mad. I think it's going to be wild. I think the North London derby is going to be a sizzler. I'm going to come to you, Bilal, first. Tell me how you feel. Because, again, very much like... No. No, it's the opposite of the Manchester derby because the home team just wins in this fixture. Whoever's home wins. Don't care about the form. Don't care about the injuries, suspensions. The home team wins. But, different... Are you feel tomorrow? Yeah. you feel... I'm I'm feel for well Sunday evening yeah I'm feel for this one. Oh, sorry Sunday yeah yeah in in recent years going obviously away to Tottenham we'll start with the home games at Arsenal Arsenal Tottenham home games for me that's probably like the most obvious result of the season where Arsenal just turn up at home win win against Tottenham at home fair enough I think it's it's one of those ones just happens but going away to Tottenham hasn't been easy right since 2014. As we just touched on, Arsenal haven't got a win there. We've got a few draws in that time, but haven't been able to win. And then last year's defeat, right? I know the red card to holding and obviously it's Rob Holding playing and all of that, but that was a painful one. And I know it was just Champions League. At the end of the day, it wasn't that, in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. But that was a painful, painful defeat because I've not really experienced that kind of level of battering by Tottenham, maybe since the League Cup, I think 2008, was it semi-finals? 5-1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't haven't experienced that. And I've grew up, to be honest, my life growing up, Arsenal like didn't lose to Tottenham for 10 years. It's just one of those games that Arsenal either win or if you go away, you draw. And it's one of those ones. But watching Tottenham over the last 10 years and the way that club has developed has been very impressive. I'm not going to lie, even as an Arsenal fan, seeing the way that they've been doing things has been impressive. But also... I've always been thinking, come on, Arsenal, when are we going to stand up and finally, you know, just end this Tottenham golden era or period that they're in? So, yeah, I'm hoping that we get that first win Sunday evening against Tottenham in the in their new stadium, new shiny stadium, get that win there. And then, yeah, this new Arsenal era begins. That's what I'm hoping. Again, before we get into the, <laughs> before we get into the Patrick version of events, Spurs, we're going to go for the neutral, maybe not neutral. So, first... How are you feeling about this fixture, Michael, as a Man United fan? I don't know where oh. your loyalties will lie, I guess. Because it's a tricky one for you guys, right? What are you saying? Honestly, it all depends on the result tomorrow, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, if we beat City, then mm. I kind of want Arsenal to drop points because we got them next week. And if we beat them, then you know, things are percolating. But Okay, so okay, so take the biasness and what you want. Look at Talk to me from a footballer, from a purist oh. point of view. How are you seeing this matchup? It's interesting, yeah, because like, obviously... Patrick says, like, Arsenal haven't beaten Spurs at their ground in a minute, but also it's vice versa. Spurs don't beat Arsenal at the Emirates. It's, like, a long day for them, even when they suck. So I do think the Spurs are going to be up for it. I think it's been a little, yeah. rock, like, rocky with them. But Dab said it, Harry Kane's going for that record, and he wants that record really bad. Um, Kulisevsky's back, and I really rate Kulisevsky very, very highly. So I think he's going to be a little problem maybe for Zinchenko, Tierney, and them guys. Especially Tierney. Tierney don't want to see Kulisevsky, that's for sure. Um, is Benton quarterback? That, that's a, yeah, that's a he's back. He's been training. I don't think he's going to start, but he's a great option bench, to have. Yeah. Honestly, if Conte tricks me, surprises me, he starts like a popping Matar star because I, I really rate that guy. Put some mm. physicality in there. It's a derby. Oh, you, get it. you, need your, you need your big guys mm. in there. You don't need mm. no Oliver Skip, that's for sure. Yeah, Put your yeah, big guys yeah. in there and go to war. I think Spurs can get something out of it. I'm not going to... I rate Antonio Conte very highly. I, I will always back him to like, if, he, if things are going tough, I think he get a result. You never know. Arsenal been going breaching breaching violations. Their heads are a little rattled. 
maybe Spurs can rattle it just a little bit more. So I think it's going to be a really, really fun game. Patrick, Michael describes it as a fun game. I already know Spurs and Arsenal fans don't look at this like a fun yeah. game. It's a, it's torture. It's an ordeal. It's like one of those ones you wish you could just know this. Like you wish you could just play it through like a computer or yeah, something and just yeah. find out the result at the end. Because because when you win, oh my days, there's no better feeling. Okay, apart from children's births, right? I don't think there's I don't think there's anything else that tops that feeling. But when you lose, Lord have upon mercy on exactly. anyone that's close I mean, listen, to you for about two meters. Grizz. Grizz, to put it into context, uh, first day of this new year, Aston Villa at home, we lost. My phone went crazy. Like, literally everyone popping out the woodworks, Tottenham losing at home to Aston Villa, put a tweet out saying Levy out. It banged. Everyone retweeting it, laughing at it. Imagine if we lose to Arsenal, I'm finished. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm on so many shows. Yeah, it's going to be a long, 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 long week for me. And it's crazy. We're at home. The thing is, it's such an exciting game because, I mean, the North London derby is already super exciting. For me, it's the best derby out there. Even like Michael said, it's going to be fun. I get why he's saying it because it's the spiciest and best derby yeah, in terms 100%. of how... But for us living in it, living in the moment, mm-hmm. from about 12 o'clock onwards, the nerves set in. Then obviously your palms get sweaty as you're walking through the stadium up to the ground. And it's just, yeah, you're a bag of nerves, man. You're excited, but you're nervous. And it's that horrible feeling. And when the referee blows for the kickoff, you're, you're, you know, your gut is in your, your stomach. is just, it's horrible, man. But then you obviously have to just enjoy it and just hopefully your team doesn't let you down. And we just need to play. I mean, we've been up and down. Our form's mm. been stinking. You know, it's been, it's a weird one because as bad as we've been, we've still scored the third most amount of goals. We've got the fourth most amount of wins. Harry Kane's got 15 goals in 18 games. He's in the best form of his life, statistically. But when you look at it in terms of how we're playing and there's a lot of conundrums and Conte, for me, is still making silly mistakes. Like starting Emerson Royale week after week after week. Like he's so stubborn. The obvious is staring him in his face and he just doesn't want to change it. Then obviously starting skip over Saar has been weird. Not giving Jed Spencer run out has been weird. But with all that being said, we're still only two points behind Newcastle, who have been big up and having an amazing season. Mad. Two points behind Man United, who are having a great... So it's so weird. The season's so weird. But um, yeah, man, I mean, Arsenal is not the same Arsenal. I've just got to be real. Like This is a different Arsenal this time around. Um, they seem to have matured a lot. They're playing good football. They're definitely the best team in the league right now. Just got to be honest. Um, but they haven't come to the top. Well, every time they've come to the Tottenham Stadium, they've been humbled or leveled. So us as fans have got to get behind the team and give it our all. We've been given some good news regarding Ben Tanker, Kulu, and even Richarlison trained. It might be a, a bit too early, so Ooh. we're coming back with three. So there's real good news and a, a feel-good factor. Uh, around the camp. Battering Crystal Palace was good. I know it's only Crystal Palace, but a lot of people rose off for that game. So Hurst Park away, in the form that we were in, they said it'd be a tough game. Got four good goals in the second half. So at least we have a bit of confidence. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to back Tottenham, my team at home to Arsenal, but I'm not going to lie, this is a different Arsenal. So it's going to be sticky. You know what? Um, I'm going to stick with you and ask your opinion on, on, on Antonio Conte. So mm. I'm one of these people that I said that it's the best signing Spurs have made in recent times. Yeah. Player-wise, coach-wise, whatever-wise, yeah? It's the best, best, best signing they could have made because you're not going to get, with all due respect to Tottenham Hotspur, 
you're not going to get a higher level caliber coach than Antonio Conte in terms of what he's done, in terms of his standing in the game and in terms of his sheer winning mentality. But there's always a but with Antonio Conte. If you hire him, you've got to be ready to back him because you don't bring in Antonio Conte to coach next man's players. He hates Mm. that. He knows what he wants. He knows he knows how he knows what he needs to win, and he'll guarantee you a win almost, if you know what I mean, like bring you back to the top, but give me what I want. How do you see that relationship right now with Conte and your owners? Because it's a bit rocky, and that yeah. affects your players as well. Like, so for example, we're hearing Kane ain't signing that extension until he knows so, yeah, what's going Conte, on with Conte, yeah. and Conte. Conte wants to know what's going on in the summer before he commits and he knows he wants to know if he's got 150, 200 million to spend, yeah. which we know Levy ain't going to do, or is he? Yeah, Grizz, you're spitting and I agree. Conte, getting Conte right now is such a cue because essentially, you know, that um, that uh, El Sacaco between Man United and uh, and, uh, uh, oh, and yeah. Tottenham when it, was Con- when it was Nuno versus Oli, and luckily, we, you know, they beat us, so we lost the battle but won the war. Because then, whoever mm. literally, whoever, whoever, um, basically lost that game was going to sack their manager. We sacked Nuno, moved for Conte to get in Conte, a manager, his ilk, his stature, and also not on the downside or the wane of his career like Mourinho was. It was fantastic. Mm. He then got us into fourth, amazing. Uh, he brought in two players that he wanted to in Kulu and Bentancur, two players that a lot of the Tottenham fan base scoffed at when we were linked to them. No one really saw them or saw what was going on. Fantastic. Revitalised our season. Brought in players in the summer, some good, some not, some still need time like Basuma. But to be fair, when you bring in Antonio Conte, like you said, Grizz, you've got to back him. You've got to allow him to see out his vision. You've got to allow him to bring in the players that he wants. When you're still having players like Emerson Royale, uh, Doherty, Eric Dyer, and the guys clearly said he needs much better players in those positions. It doesn't make sense. And to be fair, I've always been Levy out for the longest time because I don't like Ooh. the way he operates. I don't like how he runs the club. I don't like how he's a chairman. He wants to be at the forefront of everything. He, I mean, even when we weren't good, this guy was was always about Levy. He always wanted to be the centre of attention, always wanted to be just doing too much. But I've never seen the fans throw Levy out as much as they are now. Obviously, right now, yeah. Obviously, Aston Villa, the whole stadium was screaming, we want Levy out. 3-0 up, 4-0 up uh, away, Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace. Still. And the fans are screaming, we want Levy out. So it's not budging. It's not just when we lose now, even when we win, because they mm-hmm. seen Antonio Conte stick it on Levy, and Levy's not budging. Two not weeks budging. in, uh, Pedro Porro, our, our first choice right, <laughs> right wing back, excuse me, fantastic Target. Player. Forty million. Yeah, That's not that expensive right now in this market. Fantastic player. We've seen him against us in the Champions League. He's he's sensational. It's not that much to trigger the release clause. He wants to come to us. We just keep making excuses. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse for Daniel Levy, and we've had enough. And yeah, the fans aren't happy. And obviously, if 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 he lets Conte walk without backing him. Oh. I don't know. Where, I don't know where he goes from now because he's pulled the wall over a lot of people's eyes. Bringing in, you know, like Pochettino was sensational, but he locked up with Pochettino. Pochettino was a project manager who literally was on an up, upwards trajectory. Harry Kane was literally there. Sonny second season then started to, you know, Poch got lucky. The timing was fantastic. 
wasn't back for two windows. I was moving to a new stadium. In the long run, that caught up with us, but Poch still managed to get a second and third on a shoestring budget, which was amazing. Then he brought in Jose, and it was the decline or wane of Jose's career, but a lot of fans who had never seen a manager of that stature at Tottenham, we were starstruck. And we was like, you know what? Jose always wins trophies. Let's give it a go. Didn't work. Obviously, Nuno, I'd fuck knows what was going on there. But now <laughs> we've gotten Conte. If you don't back him right now, Mm. It's it's gonna be it's gonna. It was a waste of an appointment. It yeah, was a exactly. waste of an appointment, and it's a waste of Kane's golden, you know, prime. It's a waste mm. of Son prime. It's a waste of you know, like it's just too much. So yeah, for me, you're right, Grizz. If he doesn't back him, it was a pointless appointment. On that, um, on that, quickly. Oh, go on. Yeah, just read that. No, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, I was gonna quick super chat before we come. Yeah, on. I know what you're gonna chat, say yeah. North yeah. London, uh, like like a sis, like a sis, 07. Send it to Super says North London. Spurs fan needs to remember there was no Cedric, Tomiyasu, Holding, and Elneny starts for this one. This smells different. Bilal, finish what you was going to say. And does it smell different for you? Yeah, no, I was just going to ask Patrick because on the Tottenham front, I always, even the Tottenham fans around me, I've been seeing. It's like a little bit 50-50 in a way. I've seen some Tottenham fans say they're not happy with Conte's football, which is fair enough. They want maybe a bit more progressive style that they're used to. But also, on the whole, like, Levy's not backing Conte. I know with the ownership, it's the Enoch guys, right? Yeah, they're Enoch, the money men. Yeah. Levy's not the money man, is he? He's just a guy maybe doing the day-to-day operations. But I'm not too sure how it all... Like, day-to-day, um, but he's got a stake yeah. in the company as well. And he yeah. is also employed by Enoch. So it goes hand mm-hmm. in hand. So um yeah, it goes hand in hand, but um yeah, so he is he is essentially the guy. I mean, this guy, don't forget, is the is the highest paid chairman in the in the, in the Premier League, and it begs to differ what why he's paid that much when essentially we've not been that successful in terms of winning trophies, which is what it's all about. Yes, he has elevated the club. Yes, we are now in a different stratosphere. We're now considered one of the top six clubs over the last five years. <laughs> he's got us in the Champions League five times, which is is, is, is good. But when mm-hmm. we want to take that next step, we're not taking it. Yeah, and no, I understand that frustration. That's always a frustration as a fan when you're, mm. not going, you're seeing your club just being stagnant. But exactly. from the outside, looking in as an Arsenal fan, there was a time where like the lights of Tottenham, Everton, Aston Villa were all sort of on the same level, but Tottenham's really just gone clear of all of them clubs yeah. and just ended up holding this position where at one point, even now maybe, like they get more revenue than Arsenal. So you can see that they have, and the stadium that's been built, you can see a training ground, you can see what they've done outside the pitch, but I know the fans obviously don't care about that that much. Yeah. We want to see what's on the pitch. We, 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 we cared to a degree, and it was all good when we was, oh, yeah, we're the lowest net spenders, and look how successful mm-hmm. we are, and this and that. But when it doesn't translate mm-hmm. into trophies, which essentially was what it's all about, it gets yeah. to a level where you can't keep using that excuse. Yeah, you run the club fantastically, you're a brilliant checkbook or spreadsheet manager, Excel, Microsoft Excel, your you know your gold star and all of that, but we want to see success on the pitch. We all, we don't always want to be the bridesmaids, you know. We're always yeah. the nearly men. We're always so close, but yet so far. So you're right. There was a point when Aston Villa, Everton, they were all considered very equal to us, and uh, you know, and we luckily took that next step up. But mm-hmm. we're kind of staying stagnant. Arsenal are progressing. Newcastle now look good. You know, Man United are over t- turning the corner. Liverpool, obviously, they're not there at the moment, but they will be there with thereabouts again. Chelsea will continue to spend, so they're bounced back. So we need to also push forward. Bruh, the way Spurs, the way Chelsea are spending, bruv, they could be another Leeds. That's what I'm saying, bruv. Yeah, Watch this you space. know, what? it's a, it's a mad you, one because they keep spending. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mad, yeah. Bruv, it ain't easy. Bill, you, you had something for me in the background <laughs> you was going to bring up. Yeah, so we've got here, I believe, 
predicted lineups for tomorrow. We can see the Tottenham eleven here. So yeah, so, Sunday, so you, Sunday, you go first. Sunday. Sunday. Oh yeah, Sunday. We keep saying tomorrow, but yeah, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Sunday. Wait, hold on. Is it hold on? Is it past? No, it's not. But yeah, yeah, but sure, going through your lineup, but going through your lineup, Bilal. Mm. Same question I asked Daps and, and Michael for their lineups. Yeah. Yours is pretty much nailed on, right? Yeah, we already that's know. Pretty, yeah, that's the team. Even against uh, Tottenham last derby, 3-1 win at the Emirates, Jesus was starting instead of Nketiah. But of course, Jesus is injured. And Nketiah, you know, your defence is in trouble. You know, Nketiah's in the room. He's been getting in the goals. So, yeah, he's oh, going to start up front. Of, oh, come on, man. You've got to respect Eddie Nketiah, man. My guy. See the work he's been doing. developing. I t- listen, I said it, man. I was... I, Told who, who did I say it to? I said Nunes. Nah, nah. I said Enketia. It's better than Nunes. Nah, you, you know what? He's been good. That's he's not been hard good. Him, yeah, yeah, exactly. But nah, he's been good. You've got to give him his credit. Got to get Grizz involved somehow, man. Come on. He, nah, he doesn't <laughs> scare me. I'm not going to look at him and be scared. So, you know. Yeah, no. Nah, listen, of course. You've got Harry Kane up front. But for me, honestly, right? I haven't even done a... Normally, you do combined 11s before the mm-hmm. games. And, right? But... For me, apart from Kane, I don't know who I'm taking at that Tottenham team and putting into the Arsenal team. There was a time a few years ago, you asked me the likes of Ericsson and Son and all of these sort of players, Alderweireld, Vertonghen. There was a time where I'll probably take a lot of Tottenham players, Carl Walker. Now, I, I look at it, to be honest right now, look at Tottenham's mm. team. And this is where maybe Conte... And this is where maybe the frustration now with the board, I understand from the Tottenham fans, is that the team itself maybe isn't the best team that they've been used to in recent years. But yeah, you look at for your team now, with Basuma, do you think he's going to play? This well, game? this is it. So your your team, I think the beauty of your team, Bilal, is the stability. You already know your strong lineup. They know their roles. They know their formation. Everything is... Balanced. And that's why, Grizz, and that's why, Grizz, why I don't understand people saying Arsenal are going to fall off this season. Clearly, Arsenal are not going to fall off. And the reason for that is... Everyone knows what they're doing. When you know what you're doing, it's like clockwork. We saw it with the Liverpool team. Unless yeah, football doesn't unless, go like that, though. Football no, 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 no. And injuries. That's it. Unless there's no, no, Oh yeah, no. Of course, injuries. Pressure. That can happen. To, yeah. Pressure. That can happen. Pressure can I think you. honestly, honestly, right? Things. Honestly, I think now in totality and looking back at it, I think what happened last season, going to Newcastle away, going to Tottenham, losing those games has really helped this young group. And then you add that into the experience that's come in with the likes of Zinchenko. And Jesus and and these players all developing a year older. Saka going to the World Cup, Martinelli going to the World Cup. I think these players have learned. You know, you you suffer that big defeat, you want to feel that pain again. So I think they've learned from a lot of the lessons from last season. And the stability of the team is good. And of course, we talk about injuries. It seems like we're making a new signing with my guy Mudrik. Hopefully, he comes in soon. Mm. So we're trying to already prepare. Jesus will come back into this team in a couple of weeks, hopefully. And yeah, I think to be honest, right, I don't see us tailing off unless, and there's one position we haven't talked about, and that's the midfield. Obviously, Thomas Party, if he somehow picks up a knock and he's out for a, a long while, not I wouldn't say maybe a few games, but if he's out for a long while, that could definitely affect our season. But apart from that, to be honest, man, I'm happy with our team. Patrick, looking at your lineup, players we got there, tell us is there anything different that is going to happen in your opinion to that lineup? Talk to um... us. At the moment, I would probably say that's spot on. Um, Lloris, Romero, Dyer, Lengley. Yeah, some people would put Ben Davis in the Lengley position as the LCB. So, you know, the third centre back in the back three. But Lengley's what definitely would you a better do? player. Uh, Lengley all day long. I think okay. he's quietly had a very good season for us. He came in, not much fanfare. Not many people were interested in the sign-in on loan from Barcelona where he'd not been doing that well. But the guy's actually a good player. Very good on the ball, can pass. Uh, very good at pushing the ball forward. He's been he's been good for us in in a kamikaze 
defensive mm. shambolic season. He's actually been one of our shining lights. Doherty definitely over um over um that you don't need to say his name. You don't need to say his name. I want to keep you I want to keep you happy yeah, and smiling. Yeah. But <laughs> Basuma <laughs> is an interesting one because we all know the guy's talented. He hasn't come in and basically been as good as we all thought he would. But sometimes signings need time and rhythm and, and games. Uh, obviously, Bentan Kerr would start all day over him, but Bentan Kerr is probably a game or two too early. So I'll keep that. Hoiberg has been sensational for us. Really good player. Perisic, definitely. It's funny because when Arsenal fans keep going on about their predicted lineups and only Kane gets in, I'm thinking, have they not watched Perisic? The guy's been sensational up and down that left side. And decide five assists already this season, which is the most from the fullback area. Um, creates a well, I'm not, lot I'm of not, goals again, again, I'm not going to let the Tottenham uh, fan big up Tottenham about combining and <laughs> Arsenal. We we got Michael for to to, do, yeah, to make the cool. casting vote in that in two seconds. Yeah, cool. Back no worries. Coo- Cooley speaks for himself. Sensational yeah. player. So and so he's, he's fit. Gonna, he's do you reckon yeah, he's gonna? He's, fit. he's been he's been training all week. They said he's good to cool. go. Essentially, he's going to start. Kane, obviously, he speaks for himself. And Son's been a disappointment this year, but we all know that guy on his day is still scary. The fact that he got a goal in the last game, hopefully that gives him a bit of confidence going into this. So, yeah, that team is pretty much bang on, in my opinion. So, the only one that we we, we, were, we were talking about, Bentancourt, is unsure. So we're yeah, sure Bentancourt is probably too early. He, he, he'll too be early. on the bench, but I don't think he's going to start. You never know. Conte might switch up and put him in, but I just think it's probably a game too early, especially the magnitude okay. of the game. Okay, we okay, Michael. You have Bentacore to choose from as well. I need you to pick me a very quick combined eleven, in your uh, humble opinion. And we're talking, we're talking, all of them players at their best, not uh, right now, not form, no none of that business at the peak of their careers. Uh, right now, okay. So ran, uh, and used to used to hush up. You can't argue. Simple. Yeah. Wait, yeah so no this is based on form, or this is based on form no, or at overall? their best. Yo, at man. Their best? Yeah, man, we, what time is it out in California, USA, <laughs> Las Vegas, New York? Nevada? Michael, don't fall for the traps. Don't fall for the traps, man. Do it your at way, the man. Pe- at the pe- no, no, don't, don't try to sabotage this shit. Listen, Michael, at the peak of their ability, all of them, at the peak of their ability. Right, the at the peak, at their best version, I'll take Larissa and yeah. goal. No disrespect to Ramsdale. He's still a young, a young guy in this industry. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with two center backs. I'll go... Romero, even though I'm not his biggest fan, but I still think he's better. Um, and I'll go, I'll go Saliba. I think Young G. Um, I'll go Ben White at right back because Spurs are not offering any right back to the table here. <laughs> no, no disrespect. And at left back, Perisic is not a left back for me, so I'm gonna go Zinchenko because Perisic is mm-hmm. higher up. Um, midfield, um, number five at DM. I'll go Bentoncore at left center mid, and I'll go who's Odegaard. No, who's number five? A uh, party. I just say number oh, five. Oh, sorry. I, I yeah. don't follow these clubs like that. Sorry. Yeah, I just say number five. Uh, I'll go Benton Kwan on the left. I really rate him. I think Patrick's right. A lot of Spurs fans were not familiar with his game, but I really thought he was good at Juve until Sorry, Allegri, all them guys started getting involved, but he's a really good football. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. football. Um, so Benton Kwan, I'll go Odegaard on the right. He's arguably been the best midfielder in the Prem this season, just like in terms mm. of form, just one player of the month. So I was not familiar with his game. He, <laughs> he, he's, he's living up to he's living up to that uh, uh, Wonder Boy status from when yeah, he was sixteen yeah, years yeah. old. He's been he's been good. He's been good. And he's up good. top, uh, on the left, this at is... their at their peak, I gotta go Perisic. At, at their peak, I gotta go Perisic because Ivan Perisic, cold, cold guy. When you need him at the most, this guy will step up. The, the shines are not too bright for him. He will step up no matter what. Up top, obviously Harry Kane. That's not even a question. This is arguably top five Premier League striker of all time. He's gonna come to Old Trafford this summer and went and see what a yeah, 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 like. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> you know he's, he's gonna get this. That's what's gonna happen. Nah, but and then um, on the right, 
This is tough because I'm I'm one of the coolest FC's biggest fans. I really, really rate him. But Bukayo Saka, he really won me over at this World Cup. He saw France and he looked at France in the eyes and he said, I'm ready for this. And he was England's best player and he won me over. He said that I, I'm, I'm this guy. And honestly, he's one of the best under-21s. Uh, I think he's also under-21 in world football. And he's going to be a wonderful player. So I'll go with Saka. Right. But Kulusevsky, this close. I really rate this guy. I would take him at Man United in a heartbeat. I'll dash number 21. Average and I'll bring in the other number twenty one. I'm only gonna argue. I'm gonna. I'm gonna only argue one person's case with you. Mm. And again, used to. You can give your opinions, but we ain't having it. But Michael, what? son, nah, 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 nah. that's purple patch guy. No, no, no. I'm taking Ivan oh, Perisic. Shit, what? No yeah, yeah, I'm like, taking. I, just, yeah. I nah, not a purple. Oh, I nah, nah. Nah, but I, I really Ivan Perisic. Like, I, maybe it's like the trophy bias coming into me or something. But I've seen Ivan Perisic when, like, when the lights are brightest. Like, I remember Croatia Euro 2016 against Spain to win that group. He showed up. No, no, World I'm Cup. feeling that. I'm yeah, feeling Perisic. He scored up. In, he scored in a World Cup final in 2018. Like this guy mm. just he knows how to win. And son, I just maybe he's like the last. Maybe re, maybe recent form came into this because I think he's been so bad this season. Like last season yeah, won the Golden Boot, and this guy mm. has only scored in two games this season. He has four goals and he scored only two games. So maybe that's right, kicking. But Perisic okay. is my guy. We're going to wrap this up with the same question. Bilal, you're allowed to take out. I think it's probably the easiest question for you. Yeah. You're, allowed to take out, you're allowed to take out one of their players. Take him out tomorrow. He's got food poisoning suddenly. Who is it? <laughs> Lasagna Gate. We're bringing it back for Harry Kane, <laughs> man. Because this guy is guaranteed a penalty. I don't think he's got an open play goal against Stop Arsenal. It. Like the last Stop it. 10 games. A penalty. <laughs> he's guaranteed. He's guaranteed one penalty. That's why, listen, when we got to the predictions, I'll, I'll explain my predictions with that in mind as well. Because Harry Kane, definitely, I'm expecting him... 36 minute penalty somehow that's what i'm expecting but, you have to hold that yeah yeah and no, i just listen I, I go into that game already like one nil down and we just just go from there but honestly for me yeah it's got to be harry kane there's no other player in that team who changes tottenham in an instant dropping deep sometimes in the box his header was it against brentford the other day like just you know it's just yeah he's too much he's too much and this could be in my opinion probably his last season at tottenham i don't know what you think patrick because I think, regardless, with one year left on this deal, Man United, if they get top four, you never know. Bayern Munich might come knocking. Yeah. But yeah, Harry Kane. Come, <laughs> come to the dark side. Come to the dark side. Patrick, yeah. who, for me, who are you taking out? For me, there's two very, very close choices. Well, actually, they're probably three. Uh, but I'm going to stick to the two that came to mind straight away. Saka, because he's been sensational on that right-hand side. I was someone that questioned Saka because... He kept the Arsenal fans kept calling him the best young player in England and Europe and that. And I was like, Foden exists, but this season he's been better than Foden comfortably. Mm, so mm. I give him that. He stepped up. His decision making for me was always a bit sketchy in the final third, but this year he seems to be making the right choices at the right time. The guy's strong as an ox as well. You can't get the ball off him unless you foul him. Amazing player. I've just got to give it to him. And obviously, Thomas Partey in that middle, the way he makes the ball them tick, the way he moves the ball around, passes, doesn't. You know, always do them extravagant and, and stylish thing, but he just keeps them ticking. So either two of those, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Saka because he probably hurt. Yeah, he might hurt us the most in terms of goals and assists in the game. So yeah, Saka. I'll take out Saka. You take out Saka, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Michael, who would you take out for both teams? If you was a Spurs fan, who would you take out from the Arsenal team? Like, as me. 
has to be Odegaard for me. This guy is basically the temple. He's the he's the quarterback of the Arsenal team at the moment. Yeah. So I think you gotta take and him. and Kane is I mean, simple. Yeah, Kane's yeah, straight yeah, choice. Yeah, so. I'm not gonna lie, man. This is uh this tomorrow uh, prediction wise, man. Oh, this is hard to call because this is the most <laughs> Sunday confident... evening. Sunday evening. <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagerness, United, eagerness, yeah. the eagerness, can't eagerness. Wait. Can't yeah, I can't wait for this one. I'm telling you, even this one is going to be a humdinger of a game. Like, there's a, there's a few games that we even discussed that are going to be. I think Newcastle, Fulham's going to be tasty. Yeah, yeah. that's a good Chelsea game, Palace. Fulham. Did you see what Ian Wright said with Patrick Vieira? They're watching the game together, and you know they were watching Jao Felix. Oh, this kid looking very good. They're eulogizing about him. Gets a red card. Patrick Vieira stands up, goes to the kitchen. And he's just happy, right? Because obviously Palace are playing, I believe, Chelsea next. So he's going to be out for that game, yeah. Yeah, three games, he's out. Right. I'm games. telling you, man, that's going to be... like I, I just I've totally slipped my mind, but Mitrovic used to play for Newcastle, remember? So oh, yeah, Newcastle of Fulham, yeah, And he's yeah, back, yeah. and he's back from suspension. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be a tasty affair. I could see a red card in that game, I'm not going to lie. Mm. I, I could see a red card in your game as well, man. And, uh, Bring Davids and a... Sanchez, bro. Where's he? I love that guy. Yeah. I love that. He's my favorite Tottenham player of all time, man. Just all jokes aside, I like, want this yo. game to be decided on football with footballing reasons only. I don't want to know yeah. no dodgy VARs, no red cards, yeah. no yeah. dodgy yeah. penalties. I want the Clean. football to do the talking, and then whoever wins, wins it. Fair play. Do you know what I mean? Nothing nah, dodgy, this is gonna be. Um, 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 I'm jacked for this game. I'm not gonna lie, man. This weekend of football, I told you, it's gonna make me feel better again. I've had a rough, <laughs> I've had a rough month. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but Natoma <laughs> got something cooking tomorrow. Don't worry. Yeah, man. Is McAllister back? McAllister, Yeah, let me bring. Let me bring three, out though. We know that. Man, let me bring three yeah. players in my FPL team. Brighton. Mm. You know what I mean? Can I? <laughs> no, no, you missed the deadline, man. You missed the deadline. Deadline yeah, Villa Leeds just played. Because Leeds and Fulham, Leeds yeah. and Thingy played. You missed the deadline, bro. I was. I, I, I would have broke the rules. Anyway. <laughs> he's, about, he's about to bring that Ferguson. He's about to bring <laughs> yeah, that Ferguson yeah, yeah. kid in. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm triple captaining all three of them. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm Grizz Khan, man. Nah, Liverpool got something for you. Listen, tomorrow, listen, Liverpool. Stop, man. I'm smiling. You don't want to distress and pain me, man. We talk about Manchester derby. We talk about Arsenal derby. Let's keep it. But man, let's keep it exciting and and uh, top of the table clashes galore tomorrow uh, and Sunday. I think tomorrow I'm gonna finish off with my predictions. I think tomorrow's gonna end up a draw. I said one one. Okay. That's what it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fire and brimstone though. It's gonna be mad. And mm. I think I think Man City will control the game. I think Man City will control the game. I think Man United might take an early lead. Man City are gonna peg them back, peg them back. And in a North London derby. Now, I can't be a pussy and sit on the fence twice, man. I can't go for two draws, even though I think it's going to be a draw. I think Arsenal are going to do it, man. Oh, I think this no, is going to be the... Fu- I the think, I know, man. I think, I think this is going to be the one derby. <laughs> I think Arsenal, it's going to be like a 2-1 or even a 1-0. It's not going to be... No, 1-0. I'm going 1-0. People are thinking end-to-end. Okay. 3-2 daps, isn't it? No, no, none of that. That's the last time we won, wasn't it? Was, what, their stadium was 1-0, so... Yeah, yeah it was 1-0 business. 1-0 yeah. business. 1-0 business. And uh, well, I'm excited. People, listen, it's been amazing, man. I've really enjoyed the chat, man. As I said, it's good to talk football and we don't need to... Mm. You know what I mean? We don't, and shout and you know, yeah, we don't need to do none of that business. Yeah, People already yeah. know, man. Football yes. carnage is all about... It, the, uh, 
listen, it's not about carnage. We don't bring the carnage in terms of, we bring the carnage in terms of hyping up the game and talking the tactics. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it. We hope you guys have smashed the like button. If you haven't, make sure you guys follow these people on the, on the, on the socials. Patrick's there, Twitter, Insta, YouTube, Patrick Tyrant, straight up. You understand? Man's always talking. As you can see, that's why I brought him on. That's why I brought him on. Always talks nice, always talks respectful. And this is what this channel is about, first and foremost. Then you can bring your, your weapons and see what you got mm. for us. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, it's, but Patrick, thank you very much for coming on, of course. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. And it's been great to chat with Michael and Bilal. First time, obviously, I've seen them on your show, but I've not interacted with them on a podcast so it's been great but now if we win i'm coming for you man listen you need to you need to follow bilal on twitter man's yeah, a, a well, this guy's the biggest, no, no, this guy's the biggest no, no, no. show of all time he's, man, a, man, he's man. a smiling assassin he never says oh, anything rude he never says anything like like crazy but he hurts you Okay. He, yeah, all he does is post gifts and pictures that's all he does yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little cheeky ones you know little cheeky ones like he doesn't yeah, he doesn't yeah, like be dicks. nasty yeah, but yeah, yeah. but uh, okay, and then you want you want to you want to smash his face but then you want to <laughs> cuddle him at the same time you understand <laughs> <laughs> them ones but yeah man listen um of course michael and uh, and billa we catch up in the week i think we got mm -hmm. i think we got premier league carnage coming up and we got euro stars coming up in a week as well bro we need to speak on euro stars man napoli done a madness we got mm -hmm. we got classico on sunday we got sporting i think porto as well a yeah. sporting in benfica mm -hmm. yo it's too many games it's just yes yeah, football season anyway Don't stop, man. exactly people enjoy the rest of your weekend night, morning, afternoon, wherever you are. We out of here. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.